also. Who is Cypher Rage? Will Smith's character. What? His name is Cypher Rage. What? How fucking incredible is that? My name is Cypher. Cypher Rage. Tell the truth. Cypher. Tell the truth. <laughs> is that concussion? Are you doing concussion? That was concussion. Right that was concussion. Okay, good, good, good. Because he, <laughs> when he got a concussion of his own, he Tell became Cypher Rage. <laughs> Welcome back to You'll Get Your Rent When You Fix This Damn Door, <laughs> your one-stop shop for all things that are specifically about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films. I am Casey. And I'm award-winning, Evie-nominated, and uh, screenwriter, and Zane is my name. That's your name. Mm-hmm. Um, good intro. I was going to I was going to ask you about that. So, um, <laughs> so, so Zane, award-winning... Um, Zane. Every nominated and award winning Zane. I suppose you did need to be nominated in order to win the award. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you What did you win for, buddy? I won for... I know, of course. I watched it. It was a delight, but... Thank you. Thank you so much. I won Outstanding Beginner Film, which is which is wonderful considering that I'm a sophomore and uh, I, I made this last year and that uh, it was considered outstanding. Wow. That's nifty. That's pretty Yeah, neat. it was fine. It was fine. Cool. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. It's it's called uh, Odds. Oh, yeah, it o- is. O-D-D-S. And it's just you and your bud, mm-hmm. and you're just talking in the city. And it's really touching and poignant, and I thought it was really good use of three minutes. And it was a nice little microfilm. Thank so you. So good job, buddy. Considering I, we kept talking back and forth, we've made 5,000 comedy sketches together. That is the one dramatic thing we have ever made together, and it won an award. That's pretty fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, how did you come up with that idea? We literally, just like that first shot, we were just sitting there and we were going to film a comedy sketch. Um, There's a first shot of us just sitting on a street. We were going to film a comedy sketch. And then I said, what if we did something serious? And he was like, we don't do serious. And I said, what if we tried? And then, and then we just started doing that. And then we just kept walking up and down the street trying to find places that we could keep working with the idea of saying, like, what are the odds? Because I know that's, that's a game that... I played with my friends back home. It's you say, "What are the odds that such and such?" And then they say, "One in ten, or one in a hundred, whatever." Then you count down from three, and if you say the same number, then you have to act on it. Like, what are the odds that you eat that person's food? One in ten, and if you both say ten, then the person that gave the ratio has to do the thing. Um, and so that was just the whole idea behind the film. It was super good. Thank you and so I- much. It was uh, all improvised? Yes. Yeah, as is everything that I do. Oh, look at you, Mr. Improv bitch. Thank you. That's what they called me Uh. in college. Improv bitch. So when you were nominated, um, you were actually nominated for two things. In the same category, yes. In the same category. uh, (laughs) You were nominated for the the film Odds, Mm -hmm. and you were also nominated for something with our friends Zach and my husband Paul. Yes. Um, I was also involved in that. Called the editor. Um, they they are my roommates, and they were there when I was texted that I won, and they did not, and that was enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wish I was there, um, because I would have... Uh, of course, I had uh, priorities yes. um, that night. I had to watch Game of Thrones. This was, oh, this was yeah. Sunday evening. So, uh, yeah. big priorities, uh, rather than 
support my my buddy yeah fair i had to watch a bunch of fictional people struggle to um take the throne hey no spoilers for everyone that doesn't know i guess it's spoiler alert in game of thrones people try and get the throne oh shit i shouldn't have said that Mm -hmm. Uh uh-oh um but i i like i like paul paul's a silly little man but i also like to bust his balls so I think it would have been funny if I had been there <laughs> <laughs> when you won. Oh. But oh well, that's besides the point. Congratulations, and now you're a award-winning piece of shit, and it's all gonna go to your head, and yeah. you're gonna really just become an asshole. Yeah, for... become as if you're not already. You yeah, know? I will. Yeah, envelop the characteristics of an asshole. Oh, also, yeah. um, so last last week, um. I when I was re- when I was listening back to the the podcast, I noticed there's a marked difference in my voice from when you're uh, when you're drunk and when you're not. <laughs> correct. Uh, yeah. So it's it's pre and post wedding. Yeah. Um. So 18 minutes in is around where the edit happens. And yeah. It's seamless, of course, because Zane is a master. And I'm a master seamer. He's a master seamer, mm-hmm. and I go from you know talking like I normally do. Uh, like a dumb and then i just start dropping my r's in my my work like i'm from the boston area so that i guess that's my accent coming out um but oh yikes yeah so that was fun i'm glad i could i could enjoy that and i hope you did too did you even notice yeah yeah for sure you did yeah <laughs> you just didn't say anything. you were just very polite yeah you i mean you were also you were you were pretty giddy at that point too uh um, well, yeah, you I, were in I, the zone uh, I had just danced my my tuchus off, and then I get to talk about my favorite uh, films. So yeah. it's just the perfect night, basically. Actually, you know what? That's a good segue. Speaking of our favorite films and something to dance your tuchus off to, um, do you wanna do you wanna um, mention how exciting it is that apparently Tobey Maguire has done like an interview recently about uh, would he or would he not be willing to discuss matters of a Spider-Man four? Absolutely. Um, it's. I don't think it's regarding Spider-Man Four exactly. Yeah. There's two interesting stories that are going on right now. Yes. So in one uh, Toby Maguire in- interview with his uh, producing um, partner, I can't remember his name unfortunately, but mm-hmm. um, it, basically the interview was about uh, what you know they're working on, what kind of films they're producing, what kind of studios they're working with. Um, but also it got into the fact that, uh, Toby hasn't really worked as an actor in a few years. His last role was as, um, like the, the narrator and like older version of the kid from Boss Baby, which is prestigious in its own right, of course. I know. Um, but other than that, like the, I think the last thing he did was Pawn Sacrifice in 2014. So it's been quite a while since he actually was like doing stuff, but that's because he's been working behind the scenes, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then on another uh, side, apparently Spider-Man 4, um, given the success of, of Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. um, they might be thinking of doing like a Spider-Man 4 animated film with, with... Raimi coming back. Yeah, yep, exactly. Of course, it's all just like a hearsay and like talking at this point. Obviously, nothing has been um, you know, set in stone, but I think that idea of like a Spider-Man 4 animated movie would be really, really interesting. Especially, Especially if all, all the talent came back and worked on it, too. Exactly. Cause, I mean, there's no way that they'd make it bad. They they already know what they're doing. They're all well acquainted, and they already... It would just be... It would be a happy... It would be a family. 
they'd already be connected and know exactly how to work with each other. And it would be if they kept it in the same animated like vein as Into the Spider Verse, it would be gorgeous because that movie is stunningly it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it really is. There are two things that a lot of people want um, him to come back as, if um, not his own film. People really want in this new Spider-Man film, Far From Home, really, really want him to cameo as like a pizza delivery guy. You see, okay, here's what I think. I think that if, if, um, spoilers for Infinity War, I'm just kidding, I don't give a shit, (laughs) um, Spider-Man dies. Yes. Spider-Man dies, he becomes dust, and it's it's great. Yes. Of course, because we are the pessimistic cynics um, who only adhere to the the notion that uh, Sam Raimi's films are the only Spider-Man films. Exactly. It's healthy. It's a healthy mindset, and yes. it's not um, disturbing at all. No. No. Um, the, our therapists may disagree, but what do they know anyway? Yeah, what do they know? I'm just talking to myself most of the time anyway. Yeah. And what I think would be interesting is since Spider-Man's dead have uncle ben come back in the picture because he is not in it uh, it's just marissa tomei as aunt may and have peter uh have toby mcguire play uncle ben and then he somehow i don't know how we're gonna swing this but he somehow becomes spider-man okay because p uh toby okay. toby's in his 40s uh, marissa tomei i think is also in her 40s I think even though you're she right. still looks like she's 20 yeah and Crazy. um so i think i think that's the only good option Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the only thing that makes any any amount of sense because this way we it's kind of like a retcon. It's like a very complicated retcon in that rather than than maintaining the same you know the same stupid little kid playing Spider Man, we can have fucking Tobey Maguire come back and be really cool again. Yeah, I think that's that's what the fans want. I, I also. I just I'm I'm hooked onto the idea that he's gonna come back in some way and whether it's a feature film a short film because obviously Raimi loves the idea of possibly working with him again Toby's very open to the idea of working with him again um, people in the industry are asking Raimi to do some kind of Spider-Man related thing again so it's yeah. it's not just it's not just just up in the air necessarily as like a, oh yeah no it'd be cool people other than just fans are asking for it so that immediately piques interest what i find kind of interesting and i can't tell if i should love it or i should hate it is that he said in general he'd even be open to a new superhero role yeah that'd be cool i think that'd be really cool i'd, li- I'd like to see him get back into that because uh, i don't know if that response was um thanks to the release of Shazam, mm-hmm. which came out recently. And the only reason I'm, I'm even mentioning that movie is because a lot of people are saying, like Red Letter Media in particular, uh, claimed that it had the same feel as the Raimi movies did. Really? Okay. Which is like a super compliment, I would say. Okay, yeah. You know, going back to, like, Nine. harkening back to more cheesy, kind of, like, fun superhero movies rather than, like, really dour you know bleak dc movies that dc has been pumping out for too long now for sure i mean i i I, anything that has raimi feel now i need to see it so now i'm interested obviously it's not gonna be as good as the original spider-man trilogy but that brings my hopes up so that's Uh, absolutely it'd be cool to have only 
a Marvel and a DC version of Rain. That would be that would be interesting because uh, James Gunn was notoriously fired and then rehired mm-hmm. from the Guardians movies, but before he was rehired, he moved over to DC to do the Suicide Squad movie, uh, the new one, the reboot, whatever the fuck it is. God only knows at this point. Um, so what if the same thing happened with Raimi? What if he went over to DC? Okay, that's actually a good question. Mm. Uh, since you're the comic book boy, um, what other superhero, what DC superhero oh, would have... Raimi be really good to direct? No, oh, I have fun ones. Um, first thing that comes to mind immediately is the Midnighter. That'd be, that'd be really interesting. So the Midnighter is supposed to have been uh, one of the first um, openly gay superheroes. Um, but he's also pretty dang graphic sometimes and whether it's with personal life or um violence uh because he's just i don't know how to explain it other than like he has he has a a boyfriend or he sleeps around and things like that but at the same time when he when he kills people he kills people he's 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 all willing and that's what raimi did in the spider-man films with like green goblin immediately all willing to just blow people up infiltrate um a base building weaponry uh just blow up a city there was no pullback of like oh we can't show that much violence or uh it won't fit within the rating they're just like yeah okay we'll kill people because that's what a villain does we're just gonna kill people and it got actually quite bloody too especially um during all the like climaxes of of each of the movies with spider-man getting his friggin' face like all bloodied and his mask ripped apart and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Um, it's just, it'd be really interesting to see him do that with that guy. Because he's, I, I don't know how to explain it. Because he, he kind of looks like Batman, but he doesn't. Because he's like, he's got, he looks more like the Punisher, I guess. He's got like a Punisher jacket. And he's got like the Batman mask, but without the ears. And he's got the Bat belt. And then so he looks like Daredevil? But then he's, yeah, kind of, kind of, but he's all black, um, and he's always got, like, this cocky smile on his face, and then he doesn't have nunchucks. He has, like, two metal bars. Oh, God, blunt. Yeah, but he's just, he's just willing to just get covered in blood, and it's, but he's at the same time, he's got a sense of humor about what he's doing. Oh, God, so he's just a psychopath. It's, yeah, but, like, in a wonderful way. Does he kind of enjoy what he's doing? Is he, like, absolutely. Oh god, he's like Rorschach and yes. Watchmen. I like that. Yeah, here. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna show you a picture, but you know what? It's a podcast. It doesn't really matter. Like he, he'll just he'll just be covered in blood, and he's still got a smile on his face. Is like, just like, oh, we're having fun today, boys. <laughs> if anything, we could even uh, link a photo in the notes. Or people could just yeah, people could just look up who the Midnighter is. It's not that or, hard to find. Or people can you know pull their fucking weight. And mm-hmm. actually do something for uh-huh. once, goddammit. Also, okay, as we were discussing who else Sam Raimi would be really good to direct. Yes. I don't know why, but I, I thought, <laughs> I thought, who the, f- what the fuck would Wes Anderson do? Like, who, oh. what, what character would Wes Anderson direct? Oh my God, give me a second, because I, uh, I feel like I know, I feel like I know, um, because that's, that's a tough one. Um, are we are we trying to stay just in the DC realm? Or are we trying to say any superhero at all? Who would he hey, play? fuck it. Let's get let's even bring Dark Horse in this shit. Why not? <laughs> oh, let's get everyone man. involved. Okay. Would he be Would he be able to do Martian Manhunter? 
Ooh. That'd be weird. Because Martian Manhunter is pretty pretty straight face. What if we had Wes Anderson direct an Injustice movie? So it's just all the superheroes just beating the shit out of each other, but it's really artful and symmetrical. The League of Extraordinary Gents. Um, oh! Un- unjustifiably Extraordinary Gents. You gotta find the Wes Anderson name. The League of... Un- uh, what is it? The League of Unjustifiably Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gents. That sounds like the, uh, the subtitle for Birdman. Bill Murray is Martian Manhunter. Oh, God! Bill Murray is... <laughs> and Owen Wilson is also in it. Oh. Owen Wilson's Batman. Owen Wilson... Oh, I'm the Knight. Wow, I would wow. like that, actually. Superman, wow, look at your cat. Superman, wow. What's up with If we had unlimited unlimited budget, <laughs> any choice of director... Let's see, I'm going to go... I saw the stupid IndieWire article the other day. I think it it, it said, like... Oh man, what if Paul Thomas Anderson did a superhero movie? And I was like, okay, first of all, he wouldn't because he's not trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> other, other than Raimi, of course. Raimi's great and he revolutionized the superhero genre, so forgive me there. Um, but <laughs> I, was, I was imagining, like, like, what the fuck? Who would he direct? That's very interesting when you take, like, like genuinely very good directors. I guess that's kind of what Marvel's been trying to do, though. Mm-hmm. Without, mm-hmm. without going off on a really, really weird and really unthought out tangent here <laughs> god forbid right i mean we could we could totally have fun with figuring out who all these okay if you want to stay in the realm of people that are like in the loop of directing right now um a man that's known for his dark and mysterious ways right now is jordan peele jordan peele is good uh because so he's he's already come out and he say it's like it's not even a race thing it's just like i want to tell black people stories yeah totally. um and he, he's just like, I'm not interested in telling the white people's story, so I'd tell a black person's story. So he's got to pick a black superhero. And uh, the thing is, sh- would he have fun with it, like Spider-Verse? Or would he have, um, would he make it intense like Dark Knight? He'd probably make it more intense like Dark Knight, right? That's a good point. I don't know. He's only put out two films so far. Um, but he's also even... running Twilight Zone, too. Yeah, that's true. So he's he's on a real dark path right now. Yeah, he he really is. I, he's got things to say. There there are some superheroes that I feel like he could do that would be cool, um, but I don't think that they would fit his dark style. Like there's a a guy named uh, Blue Beetle that I think would be awesome if he got a Blue film. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Um, but he wouldn't he wouldn't fit this this style of Jordan Peele. Um, he would just fit the style of like what's being made now. However, and I think there is a film coming out already for this guy, and I'm going to check it. Um, there is a guy that I think deserves a movie that's rated R, and I think he's not getting a movie that's rated R. Spawn. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Do you know who Spawn is? Yeah, uh, Seth, uh, not Seth, oh my god, what's mm-hmm. his name? Something McFarlane. Um... Seth McFarlane? Todd McFarlane. Okay. <laughs> Dude's name. Not Seth McFarlane, no, that guy sucks. Um, but yeah, did, I think they tried making a Spawn film at one point. They did, yeah. yeah. Uh, John Leguizamo's in it, and the cape physics in Spawn, mind you, are a gosh darn delight. If you if you have chime, if you have chime, um, look up a video of the Spawn cape physics. Absolutely, it's, it's, well, it's very fucking weird. Um, into it. yeah, but the idea of uh, taking Spawn because right now, uh, they're remaking it, and do you know who's playing Spawn? Hold on, let me guess. Mm-hmm. Is it Keegan Michael Key? No, no, that is great. Is it 
uh, Willard Christopher Smith Jr. Is it Jaden Smith? For some reason, Jaden Smith feels like a pretty good guess, but no. Damn it. Uh, let's see. This guy was in... Uh, he was good in one role in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Yep. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Here's uh, something that I'm also curious in. Um, if Christopher Nolan directed a Marvel movie, what Marvel superhero would he take? Um, he probably wouldn't. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because he's the kind of guy who you do it once and you're done. Except but, for when you make it a trilogy. I mean, that's that's different, and you're an asshole. First of all, <laughs> he treats those films like Tarantino treats Kill Bill. It's one film. That's not true, by the way. I'm sorry. Jeez. I don't know. Um, I would. I'm thinking of the blandest, most like uninspired Marvel movies, and I would love to see someone with an actual vision direct ant-man oh please like i saw ant-man and the wasp in theaters and i i genuinely cannot remember a single scene i am so glad you brought this up and i'm so glad you're on this side ant-man is one of the only movies that i've ever walked out of the theater on which one the first one yes i thought the first one was fine in that it it tried to be like a heist movie but obviously it didn't succeed my problem is i didn't make it far into the movie because i couldn't i couldn't take their sense of humor oh yeah that's too bad in the very beginning was able to michael pena just repeating the same joke over and over again in the beginning uh that's uh that was enough for me yeah but what about people eating ass (sighs) see that's uh that's comedy that's That's a different kind of comedy that's a dax shepherd kind of comedy that's the kind of comedy that they ease you into it once you get there boom you're in the zone you're ready for that kind of stuff (laughs) to be thrown your way if there is if there is a more subtle and nuanced uh comic film that has come out in the past five years it it, it cannot be topped um it is (laughs) chips it's chips obviously let's let's talk about chips what was better than chips um (laughs) What's better than chips? Um, a swift kick to the groin. All right, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, doing the clockwork orange thing with your eyes open for <laughs> hours and Malcolm McDowell uh, getting his cornea scratched. Oh, God. Um, let's see. What's better than, than chips? Ant-Man is better than chips. <laughs> Not by a wide margin, mind you, but it is, it is slightly better. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 is oh. worse than chips. Okay. Okay, that's it's fair. It's worse than chips. Thank you. I was going to say, that you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on chips by saying what you're about to say. <laughs> even though even though chips does not feature uh, Paul Giamatti as a Russian rhino, I guess. Russian rhino! There he is. Yes! Um, so yeah, that's pretty close. That's actually a pretty, that's a tight race there. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to have to say chips over that any day. Chips, chi- it takes it takes a bit to beat chips, but uh, you gotta have some chutzpah to beat chips. Okay, so yes, have you ever heard of the film Collateral Beauty? I'm pretty sure I saw it with my ex girlfriend. You saw it? Am I not mistaken? Oh my god! I hope you did. Cause Let it's, me look it's... at it. Is it the movie with Will Smith? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Then I yeah. saw it with Max. <laughs> Then I saw it with Max. Yep. Oh 
my goodness. I hope that was the last thing you two did together. Uh, it's probably the last time that she was the same. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, so, Collateral Beauty is one of the best, worst films I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Because of how... Good, um, what's her name? What's her name? Girl from Pirates of the Caribbean. Keira Knightley? Yes, because of how good her acting is in that film. Because she's so good oh. at acting in that film. What? What's what's the quote from Love Actually? Uh. But you can't love actually. She speaks <laughs> with her teeth. <laughs> but you can't. But Jack. You, can't, you gotta talk with an underbite. But you can't Jack. actually. <laughs> oh my god. But it's like the tip of the iceberg actually. in that movie. Her accent. Like the movie, for anyone that doesn't know, Will Smith plays a marketing executive mm-hmm. in this large firm where he has to manage and oversee a lot of people mm-hmm. who have jobs and yep. need to keep their jobs, you know, to live, Yep. frankly. Um, unfortunately, his young daughter passed away, and he has not never been the same after, which makes a lot of sense, and that's fair. Um, but what starts ha- starts to happen is his his um, the trailers made it seem like he was visited by three ghosts on Christmas. Yeah. Basically, like, the Christmas Carol... But when you actually watch the film, it's a bait and switch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So rather than a a pleasant like uh, finding yourself story, it actually turns out that his um, staff is so upset with him being a depressive um, person. Yes, that they hire these this troupe of actors yes. to portray different emotions and different um, different ghosts of his life it's- to basically manipulate him into thinking that he's crazy so that he will step down and they can actually like get on with their jobs it's amazing it is so so fucking yeah wild they they do they they work off of this when they find out that will smith is like um sending actual real life letters um to uh, is it to himself or to somewhere else um to three fake things like love um death and something else time i think love time and whatever yeah um and mirren plays death yeah and then she was purple um kira knightley is love and then what you can't love actually and then ed norton uh aka the the og hulk is what's eric banna yeah oh man i don't remember no yeah Man, I gotta look up his role real quick. So yeah, you've got love for sure. Oh, wit. He's. Oh, is that wit. his? No, that's his. Just that's his character's name. That's no, no, no. his. He, he, it's, so it's the three ghosts. It's the um. It's the young young. That man. Is, no, that is just his character's name. Because yeah, Kieran yeah. Knightley's character is Amy. He doesn't just do wit. His his name is wit. His no, no, no. So so he plays one of the um. It's Michael Pena, so he's back, thank God. Michael Pena yeah. has had a great career, mind you. Mm-hmm, Ant-Man, mm-hmm. Collateral Beauty, yep, yep, Chips, yep, yep. fucking God, it's good. He's also, that uh, World Trade Center movie with uh, Nicolas Cage, don't ever forget that. Oh, God. Um, it's Love, Time, and Death. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we had it. Okay, Yeah, cool. so um, uh, it's Michael Pena. Um, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet and Helen Mirren. So they do this, uh, the ghosts start talking to him. Yeah, but then they, like, obviously... They set it up so that... Um, intentionally, nobody around uh, these people act like they see the actors, except for Will Smith. Like, so they they make it purposefully uh, that Will Smith is supposed to believe that they are ghosts. Um, there is one part of the film that I 
really liked and that was when will smith actually starts like screaming and freaking out at the um the whoever whichever one it is at the time uh and then they like they film it but then they like use post movie magic to cut the person out (laughs) to make him look like he's a psychopath in the streets Uh, I fucking forgot about that. And they they oh, like that was so good. they like review the footage later with him, and it's supposed to be like, um, it's supposed to snap him out of the whole thing. And I don't think it does. It like it just no, no, no. It's not supposed to do that. That's the thing. That's why this movie is so crazy and psychotic. It's not supposed to to snap him out of it. It's supposed to to like put him in a frigging like mental facility. It's supposed to get him out of his job. He's supposed to f- get fired. Yeah, or, the, like, yeah or just quit and it's so fucked up so first guy loses his daughter that's horrible and then his co-workers who he thought were his friends decide to manipulate him to the point where he thinks that he is insane yep yep they yeah they make him think that he's insane and then then he like talk he keeps talking to this girl at some kind of not an aa but like some kind of circle and then he he like never opens up and then we find out later yeah, guess who she was guess who uh, yeah huh? we find out later when he finally starts opening up oh it's the, oh, it's the, oh, the wife oh. oh but the thing that's like big about this is that it's like he every time he sees her he acts like he's never met her before <laughs> like he and she goes along with it is the weird part like it's not even like he doesn't recognize her and then she's like heartbroken and doesn't understand why he doesn't recognize her um she goes along with it and then he opens up and then she's like ah you remember good so yeah it's naomi uh naomi harris Mm -hmm. is um leading the grief counseling um it's it's like an it's like an aa group um and so he goes there, he discusses it, he really misses his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard on him, obviously. Um, and then by the end of the film, you learn that the three actors are actually ghosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's one of the things that wasn't actually uh, ironed out for me entirely. <laughs> um, you learn that Will Smith is kind of crazy because he just had this mental block. I don't want to say he's crazy, that's not fair at all, but he had this mental block where he could not remember his wife, um, which is, like, devastating, I'm sure, for his wife. Like, it's all from his perspective, all the shit that's happening to him. But you don't really think for one second what kind of emotional toll that's doing on Naomi Harris's character. Kira Knightley's Knightley's acting in it is just despicable. It's, it's, to put it lightly, it's, her her acting is so far gone in in this film. It's ridiculous. But you can't have love, actually. And then there's a a, a just a ordeal of things that are happening with Ed Norton's character that unfortunately I don't care about. Like he oh also like he also has a daughter, but he also can't see her. And then he's not loved as a father, and then he's not a good father. But like like it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was it was it was Oscar bait. Yeah. But it was like everyone's performance was horrible. Will Smith's performance in particular I thought was was one of the best parts of the movie Absolutely. because of how terrible it was. Because at one point um he's standing in the elevator with Edward Norton and Norton is trying to be like, "Dude, we're just trying to help you. Like we have to make sure that you're okay. Like mm-hmm. this is our jobs on the line. We like come on, give us something here." And Will Smith is just like 
straight face just shaking his head. He's like, no. He's just acting like a small child. It's very funny. And then at the end of the movie, the whole revelation of like, oh my God, I'm seeing ghosts or whatever. Um, while he's getting fired from his job, Will Smith <laughs> is, he starts apologizing for how he's acting. He's mm-hmm. like, he's like, you know what? I'm doing this for you guys. You know, I, I really sorry. I should have uh, worked. I, or he's, it's almost like he took responsibility for his actions. Yeah. But in reality, that wasn't at all what happened. I don't know. <laughs> I watched it with my friend once. Had an absolute blast. Watched it again the next day because I, I had this thought in my mind. I was going to write this really dense um, article about it. Oh, good. So, so I took seven pages of notes. Oh, my God. And I actually found some right here. Um, Edward Norton's character at one point says, quote, I wasn't feeling love. I was love. Oh. So that was good. Oh, the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And then um, um, Miss uh, Knightley, mm-hmm. as love, she said, quote, I'm the reason for everything. In she her Bane voice, yes. In her Bane. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Man, she really bulked up for Dark Knight Rises. God damn <laughs> She looked really good. She's usually so skinny. This is fascinating because this is confirmation. Um, Will Smith is not hated in in any sense, but has done a string of things where he is somehow the only like light at the end of the tunnel of the entire film. I want to know, what do you think? What film do you think he saves the most out of these three? Collateral Beauty, <laughs> Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. After Earth. Oh, oh my God, that is a, that is a smorgasbord of delight right there. When you think okay. about the fact that wow, he starred in all three of those films. So, wow, Collateral Beauty is a Christmas Oscar bait movie that makes. Uh, I, I've always described Collateral Beauty as the funniest movie about a man dealing with the death of his daughter. <laughs> because it's just like like Wish Upon with Joey King. Oh it's good. Com- good it's, film. it's comedic it's comedic timing parallels, if not surpasses, that of, of most genuine comedies being made. <laughs> um Suicide Squad isn't fair on me either. Because as we speak I'm currently playing with my Will Smith um Suicide Squad action figure. <laughs> Um, not kidding. I will. I will tweet a photo of, of this guy. Good. Um, on our on our Twitter twi- Twitter on account, our Twitter Twitter on our Twitter account, and then After Earth is outstanding. He Will Smith's mind is beautiful. He has a beautiful mind, like uh, Russell Crowe. And rather than Russell Crowe having um, Vision as his as his um, psychotic counterpart. Will Smith decided, you know what? I'm going to get M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. to direct um, the vehicle for my son's acting career. Oh, Can you think of a stupider fucking choice than hiring M. Night Shyamalan to be the starting point to uh, rocket your son's career? And did you know, did you know in that film, because I kept asking this the whole time, they were supposed to have accents but they couldn't decide on what the accent was. So that's um, why every now and then, James Smith sh- just drops all his eyes and says, Sir, just talks like this. Sir. He's, he very literally kind of sounds like he's trying to do a little bit of a Trump impression. No, sir. 
I would not do this, sir. That's how that's how talking after Earth. So you say Trump, I say Michael Keat or uh, Michael Caine. Michael I say King. Michael Caine. No, sir. This is I will not do what you tell me to do, sir. <laughs> there he is. Oh my God, Jaden, you're doing so well. Yeah. So I. Oh my God, each of those movies is so horrible. Mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. say okay. It, to answer your question, yes, Suicide Squad is the least enjoyable of those because it's actually just kind of dropped at boring. Yes, it it is so formulaic and stupid. Um, the opening, uh, where it introduces all the characters one by one, is so grating and uh, time intensive that before you know it, you're already in the second act. But well, not really because the conflict hasn't even been introduced yet. And then, um. After Earth is fucking hysterical because Jaden Smith is the main character. Yes. And the guy cannot even deliver a line of dialogue. Do you know how hard? Sounding like a robot. Do you know how hard it has to be to be a director and be like, all right, we're going to get this A list boy, Will Smith, up in here and his son, but we're going to take Will Smith, who's only known for a bad rendition of the Karate Kid, and we're going to send him out into the world, and we're going to take Will Smith and pin him to the fucking ground so he can't even walk around in this film and just run with will smith has to sit in a plane (laughs) in the same spot the whole movie but do you remember will smith's will smith's character uh trait remember what his trait is what he doesn't emote oh god so you know how that one thing you have to do when you're an actor yeah is emote oh yeah because if that yeah that was yeah. his thing that he cannot do in the movie. Because if they show emotion, then the things, like, because they, they can't, if they show fear in any way, then the things will kill him, whatever the villain thing is. But Who they just have to knows? be fearless. <laughs> it just has to be fearless. Uh, <laughs> here's an idea for your movie. What if that yeah. doesn't work? Because <laughs> the idea is, like, if I'm not mistaken, the things are blind, but they can smell. They can literally just smell the fear. Um, I guess I don't know. His name is Cipher Rage, by the way. So can we just deal with who? that? Also, who is Cipher Rage? Will Smith's character. What? His name is Cipher Rage. What? How fucking incredible is that? My name is Cipher. Cipher Rage. Tell the truth. Cipher. Tell the truth. <laughs> is that concussion? Are you doing concussion? That was concussion. Right now? That was concussion. Okay, good, good, good. Because he, but when he got a concussion of his own, he Tell became Cipher Rage. <laughs> uh, can I add? Can I add a fourth? Uh, can I make this a quintet rather than just a trilogy? Yes. All right, bright. Oh, so we're, boy. we got. I was we got nervous. two David Ayers. I was nervous two for David a Ayers second. You were gonna say concussion because I liked concussion. Didn't uh, see it. I liked, no interest. I liked concussion. Uh, bright man. Ugh, wait, now we're just... <laughs> this is the Will Smith episode, guys. I hope you don't mind. Oh, boy. I sure don't. So Bright is fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Bright was written by Max Landis. Max Landis being the oh. son of good Hollywood director um, John Landis. Max Landis being the son of John Landis, who did, John like, American Landis. Werewolf in London. All right. Um, so before the movie even came out, he was, like, promoting it by claiming that it was his Star Wars, meaning this was his huge accomplishment. This is his world-building, universe-expanding movie that he was putting out for us, the peons, the audience. What? And then what we're (laughs) met with is a 
racially <laughs> like really disgusting movie that doesn't exactly know what it's doing um, with horrible performances across the board and um, oh god oh god I saw it once and it, it made me so angry <laughs> did you ever see it uh, bright yeah no I didn't see bright I didn't I didn't want to see that for a second I saw the cover and I was I was immediately turned away so it's 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 Will Smith is a cop He's okay. a cop. He's a cop in L.A., and um, this is a world in which it's basically if Lord of the Rings was our history. Okay. So there are orcs. There are centaur. 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 Centaurs. There are centaurs. There. And there are like fairies and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And it's basically just trying to say like uh, when his when his um, partner becomes an orc. Or is when he is given a partner of an orc, played by Joel Edgerton, the only good mm-hmm. performance in the movie, which is hysterical because he's under like pounds of makeup the whole time. Um, it's supposed to be like, oh man, this is like a dude who's overcoming difference. You know, it's like it's right. It's like it's like the Green Book of of fantasy oh, God. cop shitty movies. You know, oh like, God, he starts, out as, he starts out as racist and then he, <laughs> you know he really learns. <laughs> Except for the fact that the whole movie is so transgressive of its whole message. Yeah. Like, you don't have a movie about race, and then you have Will Smith saying, fairy lives don't matter, as he beats a uh-uh. fucking ba- a fairy to death. Um, uh-uh. Not only is that, like, racially questionable, it also has homophobic tendencies. I don't know. It's just not good. It's just a fucking, oh, just a fucking horrible movie. <laughs> and that was, that was Netflix's tentpole. That was their first huge like quote-unquote blockbuster attempt at, ma- at filmmaking and they chose david fucking ayer to direct it okay so for just to follow up on this there are two things about will smith that i need to mention right now if we're gonna do if we're gonna add a fourth movie we're gonna add a fifth movie and that okay, fifth yeah, yeah, movie yeah. is everybody's favorite thing that's coming up right now oh. Al- aladdin Ooh, okay okay do you think that he's actually gonna be the best part or the worst part of that film that there movie looks no way he's like, in between. It looks like the biggest clusterfuck ever. Um, I like how their their premiere trailer for it that features Will Smith because that's the only thing that everyone has been interested in seeing because you know he's taking over the role that Robin Williams did so well. Yeah, um, yeah. There is no way that he lives up to that. There is no way that he lives it, up to that. It is not even like a matter of whether he's going to live up to it, whether he's going to do a nice homage to it, whether it's he's going to take it his own different route i was literally just interested in seeing how they were going to make it look on screen and they didn't do a good job and god damn it they made a blue shrek and it is fucking outstanding they did that and then also like apparently just minutes afterwards into the movie he's a human (laughs) how lazy is that oh my god uh but I, i also all these disney live action remakes quote I'm, you know, heavy, heavy, sarcastic quote on the word words live action there, especially knowing that the fucking Lion King is coming out. <laughs> God, fuck that movie. Not the animated one, obviously. That's gorgeous, but the new one is just going to be an absolute dumpster fire. Um, this, but like, oh, it's bad. This is where things get interesting for Will Smith's career because now we've been bashing him for a bit, right? He's either the savior of all these bad films or he's the he's the butt of the joke in these bad films but there's a film coming out that i did not know existed until i looked up his name right now and i cannot express how badly i want to see this film all right oh god yep 
It's uh, it's an animated film. Uh oh. And his animated character looks exactly like him. Oh. <gasps> okay. Okay. And and just, if you have heard of this movie, great. Don't say anything. If you haven't, I'm about to blow your goddamn mind. Um, okay. The film, don't look it up, is called Spies in Disguise, and this film is an action animated adventure, and. <laughs> Essentially, Will Smith is a is a spy. It's beautiful. Can I, I can I just say something? What? I looked it up. Don't don't say anything about it yet. Don't you dare say anything about it yet. So it looks fantastic. The trailer, boom. The action looks great and whatnot. The logline for this film is when the world's best spy is turned into a pigeon. <laughs> He must rely on his nerdy tech officer to save the world. This man, Will Smith, takes on the role of a spy Mm -hmm. that gets turned into a pigeon. Can you tell me what the film is a remake of, please? Can I just say really quick... Can I just say really quick that I, when I saw this at first, I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be a film about spies that, like, know how to f- shapeshift into pigeons, and now, like, that's how they spy on people because there are so many spies. Now, like, that would just be like, oh, there are pigeons everywhere, but really, they're spies in disguise, name of the movie, that's uh, looking and searching for people and whatnot. Cool. No, it's just a spy that got turned into a pigeon. It's just that. <laughs> it's just that. See, when I looked it up, when I look, uh, first of all, it is a remake of a film, a short film called Pigeon Impossible. What? So that's just outstanding uh, on its own right. What? But also the tagline that I'm seeing, which isn't what you said, is super spy, super fly. Super spy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's me. <laughs> I like, I like the size of his head in comparison to his face. It's yeah. all just smud- smudged up there in the top. And also it features Tom Holland, so I guess that's a nice connection to Spider-Man there, huh? There you go. Finally wrapping back into Spider-Man. Also, DJ Khaled is in this film. I was about to scream. Yeah, DJ Khaled's in this movie. <laughs> Why is he in this movie? Karen Gillan plays eyes, and DJ Khaled plays ears. I hope with huh. there is no. I hope it has nothing to do with being your eyes and ears. I hope it has everything to do with literally Karen Gillan voices Will Smith's eyes and DJ <laughs> Khaled voices Will Smith's ears. Oh my god, the irony of DJ Khaled being the ears! My god, you played yourself. You play. <laughs> you play. You played yourself. Ew! Looking into Will Smith's filmography made me sad again. Cause he's yeah. Because I saw Bright Two is coming out at what? some point. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't what know. What are you doing? Wait a minute! I'm gonna take a picture of this, and then I'm just gonna send it to you. It's a. I went to his page, and it's just a picture of Will Smith's face on different superheroes. I think it's Uh-oh. his face on Neo from Matrix, and then his face on like Nick Cage's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to play, or he was asked by the Wachowskis if he wanted to be Neo. I think he declined the role, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I never heard of him being attached to any super, uh, Superman prod- projects. Also, speak, sorry. shout out to um, two of the films that he is working on right now being called Bad Boys for Life and Bad Boys 4. Yeah, I don't know why both are listed because it's it's 
called bad boys for life when and he obviously the four is a stand-in for the numeral four hey, as well so. one of one of them he plays detective mike lowry and then the other one he plays mike lowry <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 hold on you're actually you're actually right uh because michael bay did two bad boys movies so they're doing bad boys for life which is the third one and then he's also wow. doing bad boys four so they're wow. really putting all their chips on bad boys for life doing well chips uh ironically being a good movie yeah is who's this directed by michael bay uh, isn't doing it two dudes it doesn't say for bad boys four it does not say who's directing Be- it for bad boys for life it says that the director is something that my wi-fi needs to figure out now um adil el arby and bilal fala cool i don't know what i just said that's okay Mm -hmm. well i guess we have a lot uh to look forward to in the next few years then we have aladdin Mm -hmm. we have spies in disguise in one year dear freaking lord so it comes out in september spies in disguise comes out in september everybody Oh yeah, and then and then he's in a new Ang Lee project, which is like also shot in what the hell is it? It's like super high frame rate. It's like 120 frames, I think, per second. <laughs> oh my god! Which is dumb. And he did that on Billy Lynn, and that movie didn't do well commercially or critically. So like, wh- why do it again? I guess. Yeah. Poor poor Ang Lee. That's crazy. And if we wanted, if we want to wrap this up, another connection besides Tom Holland being in the Spies in Disguise film, we can just say, well, Will Smith's son being Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith, I'm pretty sure made an original song for Spider Verse. Did he? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he made an original song for Spider Verse. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I listened to a Jaden Smith song. What? And I, I did not hate it. What? Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Didn't know that you could listen to a song that he made and not hate it. That's good. He's. He, I actually hear that he's a he's a pretty good dude, to like be, humanitarian to and be, shit. He's got great tweets. To be fair, um, <laughs> if you ever watched the show The Get Down, that was pretty great. He was pretty. Oh, good. that was on Netflix, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was on Netflix. It was fantastic, and then it got canceled for some reason. Oh, okay. For some reason. Well, okay. So we covered a lot of ground today. Yep. Um, basically. Uh, 20 minutes of which was dedicated to me fumbling over the plot synopsis for Collateral Beauty because that movie is a confusing clusterfuck. Oh, hell. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm glad that we were finally able to delve into Will Smith's filmography mm-hmm. because that guy just deserves the best. Yeah. Even if he never delivers. In fact, I can't think of a good film that he has done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's disarming. <laughs> but I also don't think that he needs to make traditionally good films because the ones that he does make are wildly entertaining so yeah um thanks for listening to our spider-man podcast yeah thanks for Um, listening to our (laughs) spider-man podcast uh join us next week where we probably talk about uh wolfred brimley okay i'm i'm all in i'll I'll see what the connection is since we're able to make connections everywhere, I think we can make one easily. <laughs> All right. Uh, God bless America. I gotta go by.